Welcome to the Cruise News and Booze Happy Hour Podcast. My name is Caleb, and unfortunately, Molly is not joining us today on microphone. She's uh, sitting here next to me, but we've got the pleasure today to stop, talk to a special guest. Uh, this particular guest is uh, actually Molly's father-in-law, and the reason we're chatting... Oh, yeah, it's Molly's father, not father-in-law, <laughs> father um, he would be my father-in-law. The reason we're chatting with him today is uh, this uh, this gentleman has, uh, we were doing the math before we started today, and um, we, we calculated over 400 nights would be a conservative number of nights that you've cruised on cruises over the past, what, 30 years? More. More than 30 years, right? So um, we're, we're chatting with him today because we're actually – um, down in Florida this week about to board our Celebrity Beyond Cruise. And um, we had the opportunity to spend some time with him and really talk about just his a cruise he just recently got off on. Um, we're going to get into the details of that a little bit uh, early in the conversation. But sit down and talk about just everything cruise-related with you. All right, so um, this is going to be happy hour episode number 15. All right, so this is our special episode we talked about last week. Um, and uh, you want to say hello, Herb? I'd be proud to have Caleb as my son. Uh, oh, he is my son-in-law. I am. I am definitely your son-in-law. It would be a little weird if I was your son. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, <clears throat> we're going to kick it off today, Herb. Um, this is uh, Herb's first time ever being on a podcast. So welcome uh, to the Cruise News and Booze Happy Hour podcast. Herb, super excited to have you today. But we're going to talk about two cruise news stories and uh, you're going to have to fill in where Molly typically uh, provides some commentary or thoughts or opinions on the uh, two cruise news topics we're going to talk about today. So are, are we allowed to have a drink first? Absolutely. No. Yeah. So, so uh, everybody, everybody glasses up, right? So the, the booze is one of the most important parts of the, uh, the cruise news and booze team here. Today we're enjoying um, some of the finest, uh, champagne money can buy. Um, it is a five zero zero dollar bottle of champagne, and uh, that is not five hundred. That's five dollars. Uh, but we all agree here, one of the best bottles of champagne that money can buy. So first, first news topic of the week, Curb. So this came out. Uh, more information is coming out about it. You know, every hour. But this uh, this one came to us about twelve hours ago. So I believe it happened either early this morning or maybe early yesterday morning. So on the Carnival Freedom Christmas Cruise, so that means the cruise that's just sailing, obviously, uh, there was a huge brawl that broke out the night before uh, disembarkation. And uh, the, the original poster stated, um, and, and Reddit is our source for this, Right. So the original poster stated that security was barely able to contain it. And uh, hearsay is that 40 people got banned. Wow. So that means 40 people were involved in this fight. Now, um, you've been on a, you've been on you've been on a cruise before, right? One or two. Mm-hmm. So think about it. If you haven't ever been kicked off. off yeah. Yet. You haven't been kicked off of any. Not yet. Yeah. That's good. Knock on wood. Almost missed a couple times. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more here. We're gonna we're gonna learn a lot about Mr. Herb here, mm-hmm. and uh, his extravagant adventures he gets into during his cruises. But in my opinion, if I ever 
get into an area like so cruises there's thousands of people on some of them right big ships lots of spaces spread about if there's ever a gaggle of 40 people in one space as this is referencing and not only were there 40 people there there were 40 people involved in this interaction or brawl right air quotes as they talked about i'm gonna turn the other way i don't i don't want to interact with 40 people in one small space and i think that there was like discussion that it happened in like one of the stairwell was that this one where did this one happen at you don't know that's okay uh lido deck okay so it happened oh we're fighting over food okay so so i mean what's your thoughts on that people are crazy <clears throat> yeah people can be crazy when they get drunk and drink too much they get crazier and they get privileged yeah and um i just returned from africa on a 73-day cruise and one person had to be um, left behind because of that just that kind of behavior and the captain later on one of the nice things they do in this case with holland america and the captain they would have him open to questions at several different times for interviews and um, he said that that has happened before just a few times in his career but he has no problem at all if they're if they're fighting and brawling they will just leave them and they'll have to find their own way home. And that's all part of the contract that you sign. Well, and there's <clears throat> bigger implications, I think, that happen with fights too, because as this one states, and and each cruise line has almost a zero tolerance, I think, towards this, is that as it stated, 40 plus people got banned. So not only did they either get left behind, like in the case on your cruise, um, but chances are that person on your cruise and even these 40 people they're never going to be able to sail again. Now, usually you get banned from that cruise line, and in this case, it's Carnival, so I'm assuming that would include its subsidiaries of Princess and Canard and Holland and, and any other lines under their wheelhouse. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it's crazy. We, we've never actually experienced a fight on board. Have you actually experienced anybody fighting on board to the point where they were removed or kicked off? It's not something that they readily talk about. Just like when I was on the world cruise a few years back before COVID, they didn't talk about the five people that died during the time and then the person on the way back that jumped overboard. Uh, so it's not something they readily talk about from the ship's viewpoint, but you hear around the ship and then you talk to different people that know and then you fill in what may or may not have happened. What's the word you used earlier? Scuttlebutt? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that word. Yeah, you, you said something about that. <laughs> so I didn't use it. <laughs> All right, so so that's it. Wrapping up cruise topic number one, don't fight. Obviously, almost every time we talk about a fight on a cruise, it seems like it's always carnival. You, you, you were just on Holland America. We've had a past cruise on the same ship you were actually on. Mm -hmm. um, a much different clientele than what I think you would find on a carnival cruise. And I, I think that probably, you know, lends to why maybe we haven't seen a direct fight or, and maybe you and yourself, right. Haven't experienced that. Cause, um, we, we here at cruise news and booze tend to stay away from carnival. Um, we do their subsidiaries, but we, we stay away from carnival. So, um, next thing that I want to talk about next, cruise topic of the week and this one's getting a lot of coverage right now which is why i wanted to get your 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 thoughts on it and and it actually cues up for a question we're going to talk about later on in the interview today <clears throat> so you've heard about the 
uh, Life at Sea cruise. It was the cruise that was the three-year-long cruise, right? Um, and obviously, recently, there's been a lot of publicity about that cruise because it was set to sail um, around this time. And I don't, I don't know the exact date it was supposed to sail at. And initially, they had delayed the sailing 30 days, I think, or, or something, give or take. Again, we're not, we're not, uh, we're, we're not uh, precise on the dates on the cruise news topic sometimes. Um, but ultimately, they canceled the whole thing, right? Which is a huge blow to a lot of people that made a lot of decisions or changed their life around or set up a, you know, situation for themselves to be able to enjoy this three-year-long cruise. So the the topic I wanted to really talk about today that's getting a lot of publicity right now is they're referencing a couple, right, that sold everything they had to go on this three-year-long cruise, okay? They took out all of their life savings to, to experience this three-year-old cruise and um, today I'm actually referencing Business Insider talking about this. So Karen Joe Youssef sold their apartments, took out all their life savings, flew to Turkey to board this Life at Sea cruise. And because of the delay, initially, they've been living in a hotel room for the past month because it was delayed the first time, right? And then they ultimately just canceled it. And they've yet to get their money back, mm. right? And I think this is, th this cruise, I mean, the, the cruise wasn't cheap, right? So it started out, the cheapest cabin you could get was about 115000 per person. That covered your three-year voyage, and that included your meals, drinks, entertainment, seminar, medical consultations. And they left for Istanbul in late October. Oh, the cruise was supposed to depart on November 1st. They pushed it to November 11th. And the departure port changed from Istanbul to Amsterdam, and then it was delayed further to November 30th. So that's where that 30-day delay that I was thinking of came into play. Um, these people obviously are, are cited here saying they kept leading us on, making us hold out hope until the very last minute, just days before we were supposed to depart. So, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, my uh, sister in Kentucky works in newspaper business, and has a um, subscription that she provides for me to the Washington Post had an article on that. Okay. And um, so they had that one before that was canceled. Now they have another one that's coming out. So yeah, I, I guess I would be cautious. I, I, I like, you know, every, as you know, every, every cruise line has a track record, like you're talking about Carnival. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I never went on Carnival because what I hear about that, that's really not what I'm going on a, on a cruise for. So you're not into the the put some gloves on, duke it out, and the elevator, you know, because somebody looked at you the wrong way or they, they took that piece of pork loin at the buffet that you wanted? No, that's why I keep in good shape and I can run. Oh, okay. And You'll run from them is what you're saying. Yes, they, well, they're not going to catch me. Whether I say whether you know it or not, you're stuck on a cruise, right? So you're this guy's this person's not only to say guy, right? This person gonna follow you around for a week, or in your case, seventy three days, all around Africa. So that's cruise news for the week. Two really big topics, um, and and I appreciate your your 
input on those, right? They are, um, you know, it seems like a lot of our, our news stories are either about uh, man overboard or fights aboard cruises or the prices of cruises rising, or in this case with a three-year cruise that got canceled. Um, almost similar situation, obviously, be it on a much smaller scale, but, you know, I think back to the couple weeks ago where Royal Caribbean actually had passengers show up to the port to board a cruise and they had booked the guaranteed room. And we were talking about this earlier as we're, we're looking at booking out a, a cruise on the Icon of the Seas. And um, it, it just goes to show you that what we got so accustomed to being a pretty, you know, cruise lines having these reputations and taking care of the customers, that is, that's dwindling over time, it seems like. And there's more and more gaps we see where um, cruise lines are failing us as consumers and it it it, it be, makes it tougher to to really confidently show up for these cruises knowing that everything's going to go the way you expect or have the time that you're expecting when you book out that cruise people can be idiots yeah. and you know one of the nice things that they've done with a lot of cruise lines for older people like myself is install pickleball instead of tennis courts or even even the basketball court is kind of being used for that too. They shorten the goal to like a five foot goal so you can slam dunk and feel good about <laughs> you know, yourself. They put a short end pickleball court mm. for people who are waiting. Oh, okay. But, I got you. But people there can be very aggressive sometimes and they're not fun. They're not fun to be with. It's not fun to wait. And they have, will have a little group of the advanced group or young people will come over and, and take over and the poor old people kind of get kicked off. So, And then people are very sticklers for the rules. And you, mm. I remember one day just laying out in the lounge below that and listening to them argue about whether something was in or out and what they did and they broke the rules and you got to do a reserve. And, you know, people can be very irritating and get very angry over things like that they're approaching it almost like their life is on the line or hundreds of thousands of dollars of their life's worth is is pending in the balance here and we got to yeah. have justice for all and, and we're going 20 miles an hour out at the sea and there's a wind too and people are worried about whether a ball's in or out so sometimes they hit it one time or two times and then they're they're citing this rule and that rule and they have special rules and it's not fun so that, uh, my 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 thing is it, it should be fun, and there's no reason. You get with the right people on a cruise, you know, just like when we've gone together. We, we've always had a blast and have a good time. Yep. All right, well, that wraps up the cruise news for the week. So mm -hmm. let's let's dig into what we got you here for today, Herb. And that is uh, let's, let's talk about um, – there's a lot to talk about, right? So uh, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, you've got conservatively 400 nights at sea under your belt. Uh, over the past, uh, what would we push it to? Forty years now, maybe you Probably, think. Probably okay. Yeah. Forty years now, we're getting we're getting realistic numbers here. Um, you've uh, you've been all over the world on a cruise. Uh, you've taken cruises up the Amazon River. You've taken voyages down to Antarctica. You've had the opportunity and pleasure to set foot on islands that some people only imagine being able to actually visit let alone Island. yeah set foot on um you you've obviously 40 years is a lot to try to remember right um as you said earlier you're a, you're a young fella <laughs> and uh <laughs> so i know that uh 
we got a lot to cover over today. So the, the first topic that I really want to uh, dig into, the first question is, um, give me like a really high level overview of the, the cruise you just got off of. Hmm. Different from anything I ever went on before. A lot of cruises go to really nice places like resort places that you, you know, you feel great, you know, nice, nice beach, nice buildings, uh, nice itineraries, interesting things to see. Um, Africa, we went around the circumference of it. A lot of islands that were, were nice, but um, so much of Africa, well, the, the, the one, one of the, the speakers gave a really mind-opening thought for, for me on this. It's, you know, this is not like a cruise that you take, like, like you guys often have. You're off for seven days. You want to go someplace nice. You want to enjoy things. This is more of a, they, on Holland America on this cruise, they have speakers that tell you about it. And, and almost all the speakers mention this fact, that in Africa, the continent, the average age of people is 19 years old, compared to the Western world, 39, 40 years old. So you see all these young people around with hardly any work, nothing to do, poverty, no jobs, no hope, no future. So it's a different, a different experience, but yet a great experience for people who are interested in learning what it's really like to live in different places. So would you say you got to experience Africa for what it truly is versus what most people see when they go to these resort areas that most cruise ships visit, right? You think of Royal Caribbean that goes to, you know, Haiti and, and what you're seeing is a, a roped off section and that's the only place you can go. And it's this yeah. facade of, of glitz and glam and beaches and drinks and, right. and all that great. But on your cruise, it sounds like maybe you were seeing reality in some yeah. places. But yet for people who wanted the other experience, that was also available. I, I remember talking to one person they spent on an excursion $15,000 to go a week interior to go into an Africa preserve, lions and going on the truck and seeing zebras and giraffes and everything, which fantastic. And they talked about their accommodations there with a, a swimming pool in their own place. And so the very, very, very best is also available for people who want to do that. So, you know, the ones went up into uh, to the, they're, they're, they went to Luxor in a nine hour trip out and, and, and back in a bus to see different monuments and, and pyramids and things like that. So things are available, you know, depending on what you want, what, what, what is your thing? I, I like actually going out and, and very few people do this is actually walk through the cities and places that we go to see and talk to the to the real people, but that's what I, I like. No, you like to find the highest point of whatever <laughs> port you're at, figure out a way to get up there without any assistance, any any electric vehicle engine, uh, and then take a picture of the ship well, from well, the highest point. Well, here's a real tip for your listeners. Binoculars. Okay. Binoculars and good binoculars on any cruise. I mean, I, this last one I saw, whales, dolphins, uh, sea lions mating, okay, right off the off the ship, and some people would go to excursions to see 
some of these different things and spend two, three hundred dollars. And a lot of these things are, are right around right around the ship. You should and, have and good binoculars. When I went to Easter Island, only a very few people were able to get off because the seas are always rough. It's out in the middle of the ocean. So I left my very powerful sky binoculars, my astronomical binoculars, with people on the ship, and they were able to see the statues and everything on on shore, which they couldn't have never even seen and because they couldn't get off because a lot of older people, they, the seas are rough. They, they can't get from a tender to the, to the dock. Well, you took a very um, heartfelt approach to it. I was going to say you should have set up on the top deck with your binoculars and charged half the price of the excursions <laughs> and let them look through your binoculars. You know, Herb's special uh, shore excursion viewing station and give them that well, experience. Caleb, that, that's a really good point because on so many of the cruises I have been on, I'm, I'm always up on the top deck, whatever the top deck, the observation deck, and always looking every morning, seeing the sun come up and the sun go down. But there was an excursion on the last one that we were in the, in the dock, and people actually were paying a couple hundred dollars to get on a little boat and go around the harbor area in a little boat I was on the 10th floor on the ship, and I was when the ship came in, the ship went out, I saw so much more than they did. And if they had announced on the ship that this was an excursion, people would have waited in line yeah. to go up and see it. All about uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. Right? Yeah, but they take an excursion because it's offered by the ship, and they're seeing it from down on there, and I'm seeing it from the 10th floor. So... Yeah, it, it, you know, you can really learn a lot, you know, listening to other people like yourself and Molly and, and listening to their experiences gives you ideas as to what you can do and you can really then maximize the value of the money you do spend on whatever cruise line you do take. Yeah, and we talk about that a lot, value of the cruise, and, and we, we like to tell people what we spent on this cruise to help them understand you know, what it is we did, what it is we paid for it, and what our thoughts were out of it. Yeah. So this particular cruise that we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about here, um, and we're going to talk about a lot of cruises that you've been on. So this one is the one you just got off of a couple days ago. This was the 73-night Grand Voyage on the Holland America Zyderdam. Um, went around Africa out of Fort Lauderdale, back to Fort Lauderdale. So round trip Fort Lauderdale. Um, we did the math a little bit earlier today. And as a single supplement, which for anyone listening, it doesn't know what that means. When you look at a cruise fare, the price you see is listed per person, but it's based upon double occupancy. So cruise lines assume that two people are going to stay in that room. So when you travel as an individual, they make you pay what's called a single supplement which can often be upwards of the price for two people. Other cruise lines, it's a reduced single supplement and things <clears> of that effect. So what you paid for the 73-night uh, cruise as a single solo traveler, so this is including the single supplement, the base cruise fare was right at about 10000 Yeah. right? Which was less than the original price, which was like $13.99 for two people. Yeah. So it was less than that because... I can wait till the last few months when they drop the price and where the ship wasn't completely full, they'll do that. So if you're in a position to do that, but I also found that some of my friends, they go 
sometimes a year in advance or more. And the advantage of that is that they get almost every extra bonus, internet, drinks, uh, and free um, premium dining and things like that. So, you know, you got you got to balance it out. What's good for you and what you can do. And so total cost for this trip for you came into about 13000 So they got the drink package. Yeah, there we go. Now we're talking cruise, now, news, cruise and booze news and booze. That's right. what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I'll yeah. drink to that. Yeah, keep That's these filled, sure. Molly. So uh, 13000 total price. That's what you've, you spent out the door. That Everything. was gratuities, taxes, taxes cruise fare, drink package. Money out of your pocket. That was that was everything. So um, that that's that really gives everybody a, a clear understanding that you know, as we like to really talk about a lot, that you know we, we're paying for these cruises. Our thoughts and opinions are ours and ours only. Nobody can sway or, or change them. So, what was your motivation to take this particular cruise? Because when you book cruises, you look at lots of options. So, what caused you to say? This is it. This is the one I want to take. Good question. So I had already gone to Antarctica, 20 do, And if you can do the Antarctica cruise, I, I really recommend. Some of them are, are a week or two weeks. But this one went around the tip of South America and uh, went, went right into Antarctica and several places that we got to see. And I thought it was probably one of the best of my life as far as sightseeing. Whales, hundreds of whales, seals, penguins, everything. What this one didn't do that others like to do is actually go on shore. Some of the smaller ones like National Geographic and other ones will have ones that you, you can actually take and get on land. And we wa- I watched them through my binoculars. Which enviously sitting on your ship, seeing other people get on Antarctica. But I was being served hot chocolate and everything and, and great and seeing that. But when we got to the Falklands, I went off the ship and I walked through a whole penguin colony just walking off the ship and saw ones that were in the rookeries and everything like that. So I, I guess to me, I, that's what I try to let people know. There's options. You don't always have to take the excursion. You don't always have to take the special thing. And with somebody like like, like Holland America, Princess, and other ones who take some of the longer cruises, you have the great food. You, you're, you know, you're 10 stories up in the air. You, you, can, you can if you know what you're doing. So I, I think that's the important thing. Educate yourself. You know, listen to other people like, you, like yourselves and ones who've been there. And then you'll find what's best for you. So... Back to the question, what was the oh, the what reason. was the what was your motivation for taking the this particular the one you just went on? So yep. I, I was good for the year. Yes, because you just you got back from it. You did Antarctica earlier this year in January, right? And you were set. You don't want to go anywhere else. So I, I met a couple on on the ship, and uh, he was an Air Force Colonel, and she has muscular dystrophy and is in a wheelchair. And seeing the whales and everything that was going on, she was in a wheelchair. She couldn't see them. So I'm up every morning at 5 o'clock and up on the observation deck. So I said, let me save you a seat. And I saved them placed by the window, and it was such a a nice thing for her. And you met them on which cruise? On the Antarctica. Okay. Right. And uh, we, we became good friends there, and I 
asked them what they were going to do next, and they were going to do the African one, because they're scheduled right now, because of her condition, they are scheduled to 2026, taking cruises and other vacations and staying at different places around the world. And they've traveled and met all kinds of people. Amazing, amazing couple. And the way that he gets her to places, and we were able to get her in the pool and take her up a mountain and do all kinds. So that that's so, so gratifying. Uh, so they were doing me. this cruise. And, and, and they that mentioned was it. your motivation. And, and I, I had never been around when I, I was looking for the next world cruise that went around Africa because I've never been around the Cape of Good Hope. And I had earlier been around South America and I've been to the Arctic. Now I've been to the Antarctic and I've been on the world cruise, but I've never been around South Africa. And uh, going there was something I, I always did want to do. And so when they were already going and then the price dropped about two months before and my travel agent told me the price and I thought about the way world conditions were right now. I thought, I don't want to be like the people who went the year after I did because of COVID. They were on the world cruise and they had to go home. Mm. I decided I'll, I'll might as well go. And I went. And As I, us young folk like to say, YOLO, you only live once. Yeah. But it was the, the nice balance for me was is that I, I, I travel alone now since my wife passed away 12 years ago. And I really, that's, that's just perfect for me. But also I had friends and on the, the world cruise, I, I had met some friends who, so it's, it's a nice combination to have some friends, but also to also have your own privacy. So that, that's the nice balance for me. And the price was right. So I went. Yeah. Well, really, really good thoughts there and appreciate that. And I, I'm happy to hear that it was friends that influenced, right? You, we were, me and Molly were kind of shocked when you brought it up and said you were going to go because we thought, oh, you know, and, January, he got back from Antarctica, said he was done, and he didn't need to go anywhere for years. Um, now, thinking back, I'm not going to make you think back all 40 years, right? I don't want to uh, give you a headache or anything. Um, but, and I think you touched on this a little bit earlier in the conversation. How did this one compare to some of the other cruises you've done, right? So I'm talking about like, you know, Oceania, you went up the the, the Amazon River. Um, you know, Holland America earlier this year, you went to Antarctica, couple years ago you went on the grand world voyage 119 days round trip fort lauderdale right how did this one compare what really made it special well just like you and molly getting started when you're working working you take a seven-day cruise <laughs> you can't get away for for much longer usually now there are a lot of people that i met that do take their computer with and with the better internet they have now and they upgraded Holland America's internet and people were very pleased with that. So people can work on cruises now, which is, is nice for them. So we did have more younger ones and they were working. I'm, I met a really interesting guy who uh, works for Chrysler and he's designing their newest car and he was doing it on, on the cruise and he was showing me the design. He's making a design for um, a car that is the exact same body but has a gas engine or an electric engine. So you could, you could choose either one. So it's always interesting, you know, the people you meet, you meet some people that are great 
and you literally meet some people that are crazy. Would this rank as one of your more favorite ones? It, it would be hard for me to say that, I mean... Well, what, the right answer is any cruise you do with us is your favorite. That's the right answer. It has been. Yeah, what, <laughs> I mean, everyone has been. And ones that I went that were the seven... I, I went on some three or four day ones when we came down to visit my mom in Florida and, and, and took her and uh, my daughter Molly. And it was a great way to get get her started. I mean, what, like I'll give you an example with with Molly since you're involved there. So, on Holland America, one time we were there, and there was three three people, three kids in the kids program, and the instructors <coughs> were ones that had graduate degrees in art, music, and uh, physical education. I think. So Molly, a lot, a lot of her time she had with these different ones that were really great from different countries. What, what a great experience. And I remember one day we were parked over a Disney um, cruise line. And I remember watching the Disney kids, 25 of them with one counselor walking out on the deck and just following that person. So, you know, sometimes parents think that, well, for my kids, I got to give them Disney. That's the very best. But in this case, the mostly older people taking on Holland America, Molly got such a better quality. But, you know, whatever, it just, there, there's choices out there. And, and again, that's, that's like why I appreciate, I've listened to your guys' podcasts, and I really appreciate that because you're, you're bringing things for people to think about. If they're going to do that, you, you know, you don't have to have a preset thing to do. Absolutely. Now... <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about on your 73-day Africa cruise, you had a lot of sea days mm-hmm. and a lot of consecutive sea days. So on your cruise, what uh, what did a sea day look like for you? Like what was your your daily schedule, I guess? Good, yeah. yeah you know, we, we talked about some of the things that you guys enjoy, like flow riders and rock climbing. And I've been with you and, and done things like that even – swinging from a trapeze which was you know incredible and the, the air fall down with the like a parachute and all, all the things i mean that's great and I, I love that and i enjoy that and i'm glad to do that with you guys um but the cruise like this is completely different and so many people i was thinking about this so many people told me they love sea days they're never bored so Start out, you know, you, you have a, a nice breakfast. You have maybe walk, maybe go to the exercise. At nine o'clock, there's a, there's a program, a program where they they have um, with the the cruise director ask questions. He'd interview a different person. At ten o'clock, there's a talk about the next ports we're going to go to. At eleven o'clock, there's a talk from uh, some. Um, expert in African affairs or politics or history. Uh, so there's something going on all the time. Plus there's different groups playing music, different kinds of music in different places. There's arts and crafts, uh, trivia. Everybody loves that. So there, there's always things going on. and Or just sitting out and reading a book. So there's always something to do. There's always places you can go that are private. And again, it... it that's why knowing and getting information and talking to people is so important. 
Did you ever at any point get bored? Never, ever. Never, ever. Not on any cruise I've ever been on. <laughs> uh, did you find a girlfriend? Well, <laughs> no, because I'm not looking. Oh. I did, find, I did find ladies, and I did find gentlemen. In fact, two of the, the speakers that were ladies, I had them for dinner. So and, a date. And two of the men that were speakers I had for dinner. Also a date. So the the running joke date. the running joke here is uh, conversation. Every every time Herb goes on a cruise without me or Molly, uh, he always comes back with what we reference as his girlfriend, which is typically and I mean, hopefully none of them are listening to the podcast. Some of them have been batshit crazy. Um, <laughs> others are a little bit more. Um, One of the craziest ones I m- I met was a. Um, she had a doctorate, and she was a psychiatrist, and she was the wackiest person. Uh, and, you know, of course, I have a psychology background, too, and most of them are into psychology because they're messed up and they want to figure out their own problems, and that's the case. Oh, he, Molly commented that he's a psychiatrist. He's allowed to say that. No, I'm I'm psychologist. A psychologist, oh. Yeah. That you need to be a... Psychiatry is a medical degree, four years. Yeah, you only have a uh, I, I, a psychology degree. Yeah, I went to graduate school I, for yeah. school psychology. Yeah. Um, so no girlfriend on this one. No, no. So girlfriend. there's there's nobody that we're gonna have to randomly have no, lunch with or, or no dinner girlfriend. with or there will never be. Okay. A, never say never. It's we call that the beverage fairy. So what happens behind the scenes <clears> is that beverages disappear. In our hands, but I didn't finish that. And um, and and you get new beverages, yeah, right? I, I didn't finish this one. Oh, you got me talking so much <laughs> because of the the alcohol. <laughs> That's the booze part of it. That's the fun of it. Yeah. So, um, looking back, but, on all... but people that want to meet girls. Now, my my neighbor okay. is absolutely wanting to meet girls. I, I've told him to play pickleball so he can go out and meet girls. A lot of people do. They want to meet. They want to meet the opposite sex. And what a great place to do it on a cruise now because i can walk and i'm not using a cane or a walker or a wheelchair the girls go wild <laughs> the, the girls go <laughs> wild herb just herb just walking in the room yeah. like yeah. a magnet just I, I, I don't have a toupee <laughs> oh, okay yeah all original parts nothing well, artificial let, there let, let me tell you something funny that happened on this cruise and on oceana cruise up the amazon okay so i swim every day and that's one of the ways I, I keep in shape. And so I always try to go swimming at the pool at a time that nobody else is there. So on Oceana, up the Amazon, I was swimming. And, you know, I do butterfly, backstroke, breaststroke, freestyle. And I, I swim 50 or 100 laps usually. And so I'm swimming along, and all of a sudden a guy gets in the pool, and he starts bouncing around, and he comes over and taps me on the shoulder and says, you're splashing and getting my hair wet. <laughs> I say, it's a swimming pool. Yeah, it's <laughs> designed know, to get you he wet. He got in, and I was already swimming. And then the same thing happened this time, that people just get in the pool, and they stand there and bounce around. And if you're swimming and you splash, they get upset. And but then you punched him in the mouth, right? No, oh, I just okay. said, I'll, I'll go. And, and I, you know, you could find the time. At least I could always find the time to, 
you are a gentleman and scholar. I would have splashed him in the face and said, welcome to the pool. That's what I wanted to oh, okay. do. Okay. I wanted to do a cannonball, actually. If I was there, you would have done it, right? Because you would have felt you had reinforcements <laughs> no, and backup. And no, I, I, that's one thing. You'd have ran away from him. I've learned self-control. It's, I, I, I thought about that one time. I went down the beach, and this guy came out and was yelling at me for going too slow down the road. And I, I could have easily smashed him and destroyed him. I'm a, I'm a Marine from Vietnam. I can kill people. But... Um, no, I, I knew he could go back to his car and get a gun and shoot me. So I, I've learned to be running. Right. Running is better. Enough of the violence. Yeah. We're cruise news and booze, not cruise booze and fight. So, so back to our African cruise, your African cruise. So looking back, during your cruise, you visited 26 different ports. I looked. I did the notes to make sure that I was accurate. Without really thinking about it, which port is the most memorable to you? Well, this Cyprus okay. was so good because we booked an independent. So um, independent excursion. Right, not from the cruise ship. And it really kind of woke me up as to what went on during COVID. The person that took us on it was a travel person. And so many of the economies of these places was based on tourism and travel. And the people during COVID, they went out of work. They really suffered. People on the cruise ship, one of the very best people, the, the director of the, the food program, um, she had to go back home to the Philippines and work, and not just support herself, her husband, her kids, but also the other, her parents, in-laws, and then cousins and everything. Because some of these ones that work on the ships, for example, her, her case, she was in psychology. And um, she was a psychologist on the Philippines. But by working on the cruise ship, she makes five times more than she did in the Philippines. Wow. And I, I didn't find anybody on the cruise ship that didn't make at least three times more than they would in Indonesia or Bali or, or different places they were from. What made the Cyprus port so memorable to you? Well, we went on a this independent cruise. Uh, excursion. Excursion, right. So we the, the person that gave it, Cyprus is a divided island between Turkey and Greece. And her history was on that, that island. She spoke great English. She took us to three of the major the, the major winery on the island, a family-owned one on the island, and the oldest one on the island. And then at the end, we had a, a Greek buffet that you couldn't eat all the mood. And so we were all having just a great time, wine samples of incredibly homemade wines that everyone we would taste was like, this is the best ever. My friends all bought wine. And you didn't buy any? They brought it back to the ship, and we... we Rumor has it I've drink. quoted on this podcast previously that Herb is cheap, and here you have it from his <laughs> mouth directly, Herb being cheap. I paid for the Oh, okay. The thing. Oh, gotcha. Okay, they, Herb... They, they bought the wine. Herb is... Uh, oh, you paid for the excursion. They bought the wine. I see. So it was a, it was a give and take on all oh, sides. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. This excursion, no, this excursion I didn't pay for. 
You didn't ex- pay for it, no, nor did you buy wine. Because the, the, they had stayed at my house for four days before, and they, that... Ah, uh, so you, you hosted them. So in this case, Hospitality. No. But you've, on, you've fed them, you housed them, they drank your wine at home, and in payment back for that, you got this excursion. They wouldn't let me pay. Gotcha. But any, Some any good time. friends. Very good friends, yeah. And, so... And, and that, that's what it was like every time we were out with these people. It was a fight as who, who was going to pay for it. Because, you know, for, for people who are, I'm not, I'm not rich, and they're not rich. We've already der- determined it, Herb, you're cheap. Frugal. Oh, frugal. That's right. We discussed Va- value this. Value-minded. Value-minded. I was called out for calling him cheap, not frugal. W- would have you ever got to go on a cruise if I had spent all my money? No. Yeah. And and the most expensive cruise I've ever been on, you paid for, so I'm cheap. Uh, no, no. And you yes, are I am cheap. You are value-minded. Oh, okay. And I really, that's one of the things I really appreciate. And that's why you do such a good job on this, this because you, you let people know those things. And, you know, why spend $10,000 when you can get something better for $2,000? Yeah, we're, we're going on the cruise in a couple days. It's the higher-end version of Royal Caribbean. And we chose it because it was cheaper. And we've never been on it before. We're expecting a really great experience. Had it not been more value priced, we probably would have overlooked it. We would have never even gave it a a thought of going on it. So cheap can be good. Frugal. Frugal. Value minded. Back to those scuttlebutt words. Cheap cheap has a connotation of that you don't spend on anything. But I I think like, you know, myself, I've worked hard over, over years. And if I can get... A lot of people in my generation, you know, because we came after the depression and everything like that, so we are more value minded, and but it it's good because then you can do more. You know, if, if you have that extra money, then you can get the drink package, or you can can send go with your family and take other people with. So. If anyone has ever seen our Instagram photos and has noticed the color of the bottom of Molly's high heels, you will know <laughs> that I'm not cheap. Yeah, well, Molly's Molly. I mean, when she, she was a princess when she was a kid, we I'd take her to J.C. Penney's. Classy stuff, Herb. And get her the very best because she was my little girl. All right, so thinking about all the ports you visited, did you have a least favorite port? Mm. You have one that you think back and you're like, God, if we if we had just skipped that friggin' port, that would have that cruise would have been so much better. They're not even doing that port anymore. Okay, I won't say what. It Based was, upon your feedback, but. Um, based upon everybody's feedback, so it, it was really bad, and I, they had a to get out of the port, you had to get on a bus, and the the buses that they had on some of these ports in Africa weren't even buses; they were trucks that you sat in the back like a military truck or something, and that was just you the, felt like cattle going to slaughter. So yeah, where they they were dropping people off, and I I've got a picture I can show you of where they were dropping people off in the marketplace. And it was like a, a dirt road and dirty and dusty. And the place that people were getting off was on the main road. And, you know, I didn't even get off. I, I Bill the Beans, what was the port? I would have to check my... Oh, my you, you don't want to say it because you don't remember the name of it. 
somewhere in Africa. It was Africa, yeah. Yeah. And and Africa, you know, uh, amazing. Uh, so like the ports of Africa, there was three ports we came to that they had power boats. The energy that they were getting was from Turkey that had a boat to produce electricity that got the natural resources from Africa, but the Turks were making all the money. The Chinese influence was incredible. They had built whole ports and whole bridges, but the people, again, couldn't pay for them because the price of having them then put up the infrastructure was just too much. So Africa and their infrastructure was really, really bad. So this isn't a question I've got noted here, but would you ever go back to Africa on a cruise? Or have you been there, done that, got the T-shirt, I'm good? <laughs> no, I didn't get T-shirts, I got beers. Okay, yes. And we've been drinking them. And that was a, an interesting thing that Holland America does that I don't. I haven't seen too many other cruise lines, but they have port to table. And so in the, the director of the ones who... Um, got the the blueberries and the strawberries and other things for our, our ship, uh, would also get beers from local ports. And you saw Namibia, Mozambique, South Africa, all the different local beers that we had. And then they would have a night, a German night, and they would have all German beers. So that, that was a very nice thing to enjoy and take advantage of. Nice. Um, so... On this cruise, we talked about a little bit earlier, you you joined your friends, and that was one of the main reasons why you took this cruise. But your friends also influenced you to do something else, and that was to purchase the beverage package. And so 17 bucks a night. Yeah, you can't beat it, right? So you spent twelve hundred dollars on the beverage package. If my records are correct, this is the first time you've ever purchased a beverage package. Yep. On any cruise. Well, it came with on read. Well, and I was going to say that you took by yourself. Now, we did some that it came with as part of that. And the sea was a nice one. Yeah, but it was included, right? It it came with it. It it wasn't great, but it was everything you needed, you know? So now that you you did the 73-day voyage, you spent the $1,200, do you feel that making that beverage package was a good purchase? For me, no, because... I like to try everything. Now, I think you mentioned before on one of yours about trying different things and different kinds of liquors. And on this one, I tried the um, scotch and I tried the rum. And so they gave me every a sample of every different kind and they told me about each different kind and what people use them for. So to me, that was very interesting. But when I got back home, I haven't had anything alcoholic to drink except for going for Christmas and and like you guys being here. So f- for a week, if I was with friends and family, yeah, a, a drink package would be a good thing to have. Regardless of the cost? Um, no, there would be a point to that. So what would you I, put? I know different ways to get liquor on board. Without. Oh, God. <laughs> and actually, there, there, I mean, I think when I was with uh, Oceana, I think they allowed us four bottles of wine to take on. Most cruise lines will let you bring two bottles on at the time of embarkation. Some cruise lines will let you bring on bottles at every port. And so you can almost replenish your stash. 
So right now on the spot, seven day cruise with friends and family where you said the beverage package is worth it. What's the most you would spend on that for yourself? Well, I really like $17 a day. <laughs> You're never going to see it again, Herb. I was, we spent more on our beverage package for our seven day wonder of the sea cruise than you did for 72 days, 73 yeah. days. on your but, but it's hard. I mean, once you have something for a certain price, it, it's hard then to, but you, you know, I, I, I think when you are on a cruise, you do want to do, and, and for value, you know, I, I remember it was the Iceland cruise I, I took with a, a friend and a guy came on the first or second day and he said that he already had a bar tab of $167. On day one? Yes, just from one one day. But was that $167 worth of $5 beers or one shot of this just insanely expensive, rare whiskey? No, I think it was many. Okay, and I think lots of beers. Yeah, I think that's it. So if, if you are, if, you know, if you're a big drinker, then usually a package, you know, you figure it out just like you do. You know, you figure yeah. out what it is. And when my friend sent me this and it was 60% off and $17 a day and included everything from all kinds of coffees and all any kind of pop or drink or soda or water. And really, I mean, they didn't have any bad, you know, generic alcohol. Everything was, was good. And on, on a small cruise like Holland America, I, I never had a line. I never had a, to wait for anything. And if I sat out by the pool, there would be somebody over and I'd get a pina colada. I'd get a frozen daiquiri. I'm sitting by the pool reading. So there's, there's good things about the small lines and the old people lines. And there's good things about the, you know, the, the modern biggest ships that have everything. I mean, you know, do them all. Oh, we're going to, we're going to do it. When, when we do the icon later this year, uh, we're going to have another conversation with you near the end of that cruise to figure out what why, do you think? Why I jumped overboard? Yeah. Why, why are you no longer on the ship and, <laughs> and riding a lifeboat back to, <laughs> back to the port to abandon ship? You, oh man. You know, when, when I went up the Amazon, um, one of the funny things I, I did then was there's um, an island out there that's Devil's Island, and it's actually three islands. And so I, I went out on, on Devil's Island, and, you know, I, every time I, I always swim wherever I go. And they said you could swim from one island to the other island, but there's sharks in between, and there's currents in between. So I was a little bit not sure about it. But I, I walked out to where I could see the other island and there was people swimming. And there was a little ladder that went down. And so I thought, oh man, I'd really like to try that since they're out there. So I dove in, I started swimming across and I popped up with one of the other people swimming from, from the other side, had a bathing cap on. They were French. It was the French Olympic swimming team. <laughs> and I talked to them in between asking them where they were going and we kind of like his little English, my very little French. And uh, I swam on over and we were hugging each other and, and it, it was such a neat experience. But I certainly wouldn't recommend that for, for most people. You know, it's kind of crazy 
you know, to do something like that. But again, for, for me, that's, that's the adventure, that's the enjoyment. And I think there's other people out there that, but, but you couldn't really recommend something like that. Now, I know we, we've talked a lot about your, your African voyage so far. Was there any other crazy things that happened during your cruise that you want to, you want to bring up or talk about? On the African one? Yeah. Well, the, one of the, the, we did several of the islands and one of the really things that I never fully appreciated was the colonization of Africa and why Africa is such a mess today. So you had Portuguese, you had Spanish, English, German, uh, French, all these ones colonized. And so each different port that we went to had one of those influences of who was colonized them. And, and then of course the slave trade, which was, which was so awful, awful. But your question was? Well, there any crazy things that happened during the cruise? Yeah. Did you lose your train of thought? Well, there, there was a lot of crazy things, but, but I know we talked earlier about passengers being kicked off by the captain. What about passengers being left? Yeah. Um, we're, and, we're and, jogging the old man memory. Well, there, I can see the hamster running in the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things about places you go and going through cities and like in Durban, South Africa. Durban, South Africa, they, they said was very dangerous. They almost didn't want us to go off because of the local government and the crime. So they said, just stay on the, the two blocks before. But of course, I, I did do that. Because you're a rebel. But then I went inward. And when I went inland, I understood yeah. why they said that. It, it was it, people coming up to you. It was dangerous. And I had to sit down and talk to a guy and tell him that what he was doing wasn't right and that he wasn't helping himself or helping his country. So you're playing psychologist on this dangerous African port. Well, you know, you care about people and, and traveling helps people so much. It helps other people. It brings people together, I think, more than anything Was else. this guy you were talking to a... Native on the island or somebody on the cruise? No, he's he's native on the island. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And Doctor Herb, no, out I, there I, spreading I've, the. Some sometimes traveling with my friends and different people, I, I've I've walked behind them to make sure that nobody picked their pockets or took their purse. Was anybody picking your pockets? Nobody would do that. Well, that's right. You're cheap, so you don't have any money on you. I only carried about forty dollars. <laughs> So worst case scenario, they got away with 40 bucks and you were like, eh, lesson learned. Have a no, good day. No problem. Right. No harm, no foul. Right. All right. So moving away from the African cruise, I got a couple other topics here I want to jump into with you. Um, what is your, what's your current status on Holland America? Four star, I get my laundry done. Oh, so we, we answered the question without me even asking it. The next question was, what is your favorite perk? having your laundry done so i don't know if you've listened to it or not but we were we were talking some shit on one of the podcasts about so we we made a podcast and uh i think it may even be did we do a youtube video maybe we did about 
cruise line loyalty programs are a scam. I don't I don't know exactly which episode it was. But me and Molly pretty much called bullshit on all the cruise line loyalty programs. And we specifically, without even talking to you about it, cited you as your favorite perk would be the laundry. And then our comment was just pay the nine bucks. It's not nine bucks. It's thirty five dollars. Thirty five dollars per load, or yes, for a bag about this big that you could squash as much as you want into it. But the nice thing about having that is that, especially for these longer cruises, like a world cruise, yeah. Or, uh, well, you have to have laundry. You can't. You can't pack seventy three days worth of clothes. Well, when I did the world cruise, I didn't have that, so I yeah. I, I I washed everything in my sink. Because I'm cheap. Because <laughs> you're cheap. But during, didn't you get laundry during your World Cruise, though? No. I, 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 at that time, it was much less a bag. Yeah. So you paid but, for it. So a couple times, a couple times I did for, because they do such a good job. They do. And a matter of fact, they had a program on the laundry and how it worked. So you, you write out what you're sending in and you check whether you want it on hangers or fold it. And they have it back usually within, if I put it in the morning, sometimes at night or the next morning, they have it back. Some poor workers having to fold your drawers up. Well, what they do, so they, they get it into the laundry and they check out your list and they make sure you have everything in there you say you have in there. They take your underwear and socks, they put it into one bag with a net so they don't get them separated. And they put little labels on each one of your pieces of clothes. So... The first time I, I brought, for dress-up nights, I brought a white shirt, a short sleeve shirt with button-down and three ties. And the first time I did it, it didn't, my white shirt didn't come back. And it was because I had a stain on it. And so they kept it in order to get that stain out. And then they sent it back the next day. Did they get the stain out? Pretty much. I okay. mean, good. I wear pretty old clothes sometimes. It's because they're cheap. <laughs> it's because I don't want to waste those clothes. I want to get rid of them. Ah, I see. I see. All right. So, continuing the conversation about cruise line loyalty programs and your status with Holland America, and whether you'll admit it or not, I believe you've chosen Holland America line for the past two, at least two cruises. Because of your status. No, because they have the best food. But my question is... They have is, incredible food. Do you think that it's worth it for someone to cruise exclusively with one cruise line in efforts to achieve the top tier status? Not for me. What I enjoy is trying different cruise lines. And I, it's on my bucket list that even Carnival... Like we talked about earlier, I, I would try Carnival just to see we, what it's really like. We joke about this a lot on the podcast about we haven't tried Carnival and we know we have to in order to be able to carry around this cruise news and booze. So let's badge. do that next year. Let's do that together. You hear this, Molly? We're being committed to taking a Carnival cruise. We, we could take it right right from here. Off, uh, right. Are we gonna leave out of the front door? Hope sound. I'll take you on my kayak. Oh, we're gonna. So, we're, so you, you guys heard it first. We're gonna go kayak straight to the cruise port out of Florida on the Carnival cruise. You know, can they, we they, be? They got a great state park that I got free admission to, right across from 
the Fort Lauderdale. Can I get commitment from you if we do a Carnival Cruise Line and there is a brawl, we're going to get involved? I will I will take care of you, Cam. Excellent. I love it. All right. So um, this one's probably a little bit more of a rapid fire question. Not a lot of thought to go into this one. And this kind of adds a little bit of more meat and potatoes to what we talked about, one of the cruise news topics. So after spending as many days as you have on a cruise, do you ever think about selling everything and just living on a cruise? It would be better than a nursing home. And like I mentioned, the, be the careful. La- you know where you're headed soon. The the lady with the when I I went on my first world cruise, and people told me they've been on three, on five, on ten, on twelve, and they said one lady's been on thirty five, and it was my first. And there are people that really they do that. That that's their thing, and they talk about they're going what the next world cruise they're going to go on. Some people that's their thing. They're almost living on the next world cruise while they're on the current world cruise, not enjoying that one, but thinking about the next one. It's amazing how many are, that's their whole thing is the world cruises. And, you know, I, I, it's better than a nursing home. I mean, man, the food's great. Service is great. They care for you. And if you have the medical thing, I mean, yeah, it's really good. So thinking back on all the cruises you've done, 400 plus nights over the last 40 some years. What has been your favorite cruise ship? Hmm. Not the cruise, but the ship itself. Well, I think it was one of the ones we went on. I mean, where'd we go? I don't know where we went, but I I remember all the, what'd you do? They had the flow rider. All right. That was the Anthem of the seas. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, you know, we did everything. So so that was your favorite do they ship. have the rock climbing and they had the rock climbing? You did the trapeze. That but, was where they had you know, the wind tunnel for the skydiving. Yeah, right. But yeah. you know, I don't remember anything about the food on that. Well, it's because it's royal. It's usually not that great. Do you remember Molly where, got really sick the yeah. last couple nights, and they blocked us from going outside? We couldn't go outside because the waves were so bad and the seas were the wind was terrible, and it was like you and me just like hanging out all day because you were mad you couldn't go outside and go play basketball and so we were having to like find things indoors to do and yeah we played a lot of ping pong didn't we we did we played a lot of ping pong that was fun. it was a cool ping pong room though yeah. because it was enclosed you didn't have to chase the ball around very far we didn't have it any was, lines or waiting yeah well we did just as you said you'd have just broke their neck and but but you see that that's the thing i i, I for me i hate lines i hate crowds i hate waiting I never thought I wanted to go on a cruise because of being confined. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like that. But I found that, yeah, there, there's ways that you any ship we've ever been on, you can find freedom, you know? You can find nice things you like to do. Well, and, and we found, we feel the same. <laughs> the, the most recent cruise we went on, the Wonder, was the one that we felt the most crowded on. But any other cruise we reference back to, we never recall waiting or, or sitting in a line to do anything. Anything on the cruise. So last question before we wrap it up today. Well, let me just say one other thing while I'm thinking of it. So I know you're a music person, and you like playing, and you play all kinds of instruments. But I've enjoyed meeting people of the bands and why they, they choose to go. Some of these cover bands that they have are better than the originals. 
And I, the last two cruises I've been on, I, the guitarist I, I, I've got to know and, and spend time with and have meals with, and they do it because they love playing music. Mm -hmm. And they are good. <laughs> but they never hit the top rung. Like this one singer that we had on the last one, she was better than the original singer of, of, of the songs that were recorded. And the, the recording artist is very well known. But because she was a little bit maybe not as beautiful or maybe a little bit heavier, but her voice and her rhythm and everything was better than anything anywhere. And some of the, 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 the guitarists and drummers, they're fantastic. I mean, absolutely fantastic. So I think we, we already know the answer because I think we kind of talked about it during the last question. But what has been your most favorite cruise you've taken? Now, not just the ship, the cruise as a whole. That's mm. okay. You can say it's not one with me. I know you've been on lots of cruises with friends and other family members. Oh, man, it really, I mean, you know, Alaska's great, the Amazon was great, Antarctica was great, Norway, oh, man, going up there, I don't, I don't think you really can, I, just every. So you're telling me cruising in general is your favorite? I, I really like it. There's so many good things about cruising, you know, and I think you've mentioned this before, too. I mean, you don't have to worry about where you're going to go, where you're going to stay, where you're going to eat, and it's all done and it's all great. So, but but I think it is important for people to be informed and and to know what their options are. I mean, I've met people that haven't known where they are on a cruise, which is incredible. On a cruise, you can drink and then get pa you can pass out. Somebody will get you back to your room, and you don't have to worry about. Who's driving? Where you're gonna be tomorrow? What's for breakfast? Mm -hmm. What you're gonna do that afternoon? Like you can just wake up and it's all done. It's all figured out. Yeah, yeah. Even even for breakfast, I, I never had a Bloody Mary in my whole life, but when I got the the all inclusive thing and, and that was on the menu, I thought, well, let me try a Bloody Mary, and I really liked it. So. In the morning, then I found out, oh, you can have a, a bloody Margaret. You can have a bloody Maria. You can have a, a bloody Caesar. And they're all different variations of that. So, you know, trying different things. I, I remember with, with Molly as a, a little kid, and I think it was, um, uh, it could have been Royal Caribbean, but or it could have been Norway. I'm, I'm not sure which one it was, but I, I remember her with the menu. She's just a little kid. And she ordered the cold soup. And I thought, cold soup? Who would ever order cold soup? But it, I just thought, well, yeah, let her, let her try it. And I tried it. It was good. <laughs> so being willing to try different things and experience different things, I think that's a great opportunity you have with, with cruising. Any closing remarks before we shut it down for today? Anything else you want to add? Hmm. Well, I, I I really would in, 
encourage people. It's a, it's a great thing to do, and it's a, it's a great value. And for people, I, I, I guess thinking about that, being on a cruise ship with about 2,000 people and having a good captain shows you what it could be like in a country where they had good leadership. Our captain was all around the ship. He observed everything. One day we were going into a port where they weren't ready for us. They never had a cruise ship before. The tide was changing and we wouldn't be able to get in because it would take too long for the pilot boat to get out. He got a helicopter and had the pilot flown out to the ship and dropped down onto our ship. So when you have that kind of leadership, um, it just shows me that what people can do. And on, on a cruise, people getting along together and people appreciating each other and working together, uh, it, it is, it's, it's a good thing that you, you can learn. But you also will see some people that think they're privileged and treat the ones on the cruise like they're slaves and they should do everything for them, and that's sad. But you, you see it all, and it's a good thing to do. So, Well, Herb, I appreciate you hanging on with us today. That is it for us today on the Cruise News and Booze Happy Hour, episode number 15. So next week, and it's going to be more than a week, not to be about a week when it comes out. So next episode is going to be our Celebrity Beyond special. We're going to record it on board the Celebrity Beyond. Uh, we're going to be talking about all the things that uh, we've uh, experienced on the ship so far up to that point. Everything that we've loved, hated, everything in between, everything you need to know about the Celebrity Beyond. We're super excited to uh, do that. Next week, Molly is going to be back with us, not only just in spirit and in person refilling beverages, but also on the mic uh, talking to you guys as well. So I uh, appreciate you all hanging out with us today. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. That's where you can find all sorts of tips and trick videos about cruising. Uh, we've got cruise ship reviews, thoughts and opinions on our past cruises. We're going to be having a lot of Celebrity Beyond content coming out soon once we wrap up our Celebrity Beyond cruise. Um, and Herb, I know that you don't typically do this, but, uh, we close this podcast out with a saying, okay? So, uh, I'm going to say, and until next time, and at the same time, we're going to say cheers. Can you do I, it? I've never been on celebrity. All right, you ready? And until next time, cheers. You didn't say it. Cheers. There we go. Good being with you. Thank you. Thank you.